When was the last time you looked in the mirror and were happy with your body? And if it's been a while, or maybe you've never been happy with your body, and you've been told you have to be smaller, or you need to be fitter, and so you've been on this never-ending quest to shrink your body. You have permission to be angry, and you have permission to be hurt. That people have judged you based on just the shape of your body. Because beauty. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. You get to be whatever shape you are. Round, curvy, thin, not thin, tall, short, big boned, whatever. And most importantly, I want the beholder to be you. And in this episode, I want to show you what that path to self-love looks like. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lang. And this podcast is dedicated to my fellow women in STEM. After working in high tech for 10 years, in 2004, I became the proud owner of Pacific Heights Health Club in San Francisco, where I worked with thousands of clients over the span of 15 years to help them reach their health and fitness goals. Now I'm sharing what I've learned about what works as well as what doesn't work when it comes to making healthy habits stick. So if you want to find out what it takes to achieve lasting weight loss, to create deep health, and feel empowered to live the life you want, you're in the right place. Episode number 124. Well, hi there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me today. So if this is your first time listening to this podcast, first of all, welcome, welcome, welcome. And secondly, I think you've actually stumbled across a really good one. Now, if you've been listening for a while, this may seem like a topic that I have covered before, but I wanted to approach it from a different angle. And hopefully, even if you're familiar with this, maybe we can help deepen your understanding, deepen your appreciation for yourself. So when I first start coaching clients, I always start with what is your why? And, well, actually, let me take a step back from that. When it comes to coaching, there's this concept of unconditional positive regard that we have for clients. So the definition of unconditional positive regard is an attitude of caring 
acceptance, and prizing that others express toward an individual irrespective of his or her behavior and without regard to the other's personal standards. In other words, we care about the person because they're a human being and there's no judgment. Our goal is to help, that you have worth and you deserve to feel better, to be able to achieve the goals that you set for yourself. So when I sit down with folks and I talk about what is your why, the number of times that I've actually heard women say, I'm disgusted with my body. When I look in the mirror, I'm disgusted with my body. Every time I hear it, it breaks my heart. Now, when I think about my own weight loss journey, I can honestly say that I definitely have had body image issues as well. But I don't think it's ever hit that point of disgust where I would use that word. It'd be more like I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I, I wish this midsection here was smaller. Probably something that's gone through your head too, if you're listening. <laughs> and if that's not a thought that's gone through your head, then um, your body shape and mind is definitely different. <laughs> anyway, so when we talk about wanting to shrink our body, that we want to lose weight, and in large part, it's actually because we are trying to not be judged harshly by other people. This is avoidance behavior, what we don't want. And from a motivation standpoint, it doesn't last. We just want to avoid that icky feeling. What, when I talk about self-love, that's when we're talking about coming from a place of intrinsic motivation. So that's where we're going toward. Okay? So when you think of worth, measuring your self-worth, I want it to end up being that what matters to you actually comes from within. Knowing that you lived in alignment with your values and principles. Okay, so when you live in alignment with your values and principles, it's about the actions you're taking that day, what you have control over. So, if you're coming from this place of, I don't want to be judged by others, I want you to recognize that you're playing the comparison game. And I can't remember who it is. I want to say it's Theodore Roosevelt who said, comparison is the thief of joy. And I will give you an example here that you may not even recognize as the comparison game, but I'll point it out to you at the end. So I was at a birthday party for, for a friend of mine a few weeks ago. And it was a luncheon. It was a group of people that really didn't, everybody didn't know each other. So 
it was suggested by someone that we go around the table and introduce ourselves, how we knew the birthday person, and what we most appreciated about this person. Now, it was all women at this luncheon. Okay, when I described this particular scene to Matt, to my partner, he just started chuckling to himself. I'm, I'm like, what, what's so funny? He said, this sounds like Mean Girls from high school. And actually, when I was at the luncheon, I remember as, as we were going around the table thinking, there's this game of one-upsmanship that is happening. Can I tell some story about how I appreciate this person that's better than the previous person's? Can I make my connection with this person somehow more meaningful? As opposed to, Matt was basically saying, if the same thing happened among a bunch of guys, what he might say about how he appreciated a person is something like, well, I appreciate that there's always plenty of tequila because he can't hold his liquor. So it would take the form of, a backhanded compliment. They wouldn't really try to, to answer that question in earnest. So here we are in this comparison of trying to put our best foot forward. And in the process, the thoughts are how other people are going to interpret what we're saying and what that means about ourselves. So when you're talking about that journey to self-love, you've probably heard that it's about self-acceptance. And so something that I heard recently that I think really helped make a difference is if you, for example, realize hey, I haven't actually been taking good care of my body. And what I'm seeing is the consequences of that. So I haven't maybe been, been nourishing my body very well. I haven't been moving my body very much. And so I've gained weight. We hear that like through the body positive movement that we're supposed to accept our bodies for the way they are. And I think what is more helpful, a thought that serves us better, is that we want to accept our current situation and accept our feelings about that situation, including if you have a desire to change it. So when we talk about where that feeling comes from, that feeling of, I need to be smaller, I want to shrink my body, where you go on this quest, the never-ending quest to shrink your body. All we got to do is look at magazine covers and social media to see why we think that. Because for a long, long time, and I'm sure it's still going on, those images are photoshopped. There's airbrushing. So from their complexion and their makeup to the shape of their bodies, there's all kinds of stuff happening where we're 
comparing ourselves to this standard, if you will, that sometimes isn't even real. And with the body positive movement, I definitely see more shapes and sizes being represented. At the same time, I would say, I go back to, if you want it to be different, you don't actually have to accept that it can't change. I think that's, that's the part that's really important. And actually, when we talk about healthy or unhealthy, I would actually say, forget wanting to lose weight and those before and after pictures. When we look at the fitness industry, I still remember one of the trainers I had, he was preparing for a photo shoot and he had actually dehydrated himself in order for his muscles, that contrast to be more apparent. How is that healthy <laughs> when you're doing that? So the first step in this journey to self-love is understanding what your why is. And again, I want you to go from that place of what you don't want. This is what I hear most of the time. We start with what we don't want and actually start thinking about, well, what do you want? And hopefully part of that conversation for you is I deserve to feel better. You're coming from that place. And when you want things to be better, I mean, why would you accept something less than what you know you are capable of doing. I think about the space shuttle Challenger and that disaster that happened. There were mistakes made and we wanted to learn from them so that we didn't repeat them. The same thing applies to our life. So you don't have to accept things as a permanent state, they are the way they are now. And there's no point in ruminating over them. But that doesn't mean that you're powerless to change them going forward. If you have the desire. And if you don't, that's perfectly okay too. And here, I think the quote from Morgan Harper Nichols, is especially helpful. And she says, do your best while also remembering your worth is not attached to what you accomplish. So if you think of losing weight or getting in shape as an accomplishment, if you're at all conflating your worth with that accomplishment, this is really where we start getting in trouble. So again, it's really being able to separate who you are from what you do. And when you do that, you can find peace. Now, the second thing that I think is really important that a lot of people actually haven't talked about, including me, is the importance of processing the emotion that comes from that feeling of other people judging us based on just the shape of our body. So we are bombarded constantly 
by messages that say, you're supposed to be smaller. It's better to be smaller and thinner and in shape, all of that stuff. It's all about image. Hence, we have body image issues. So before you start trying to reframe the thoughts that trigger those emotions, you have permission to be angry that you're being judged like that. And you really, you really have permission to be hurt as well. That people look at just the shape of your body and come to all kinds of conclusions about who you are as a person. And that anger and hurt, we, we want to actually process that emotion. So as Robert Frost said, the best way out is always through. So when that hurt and that anger isn't processed, what are we doing? We're avoiding the feeling. We do it by eating. We do it with drinking. We do it by being busy or using humor. Like how many times have jokes been told as a way to deal with situations that are really painful? Or you might hear someone say, too soon? <laughs> so anger usually takes the form of this energy that needs an outlet. Banging on drums or when, what I did when I was 10 or 11, I, I um, sat in front of a piano and played Moonlight Sonata at Double Forte. Just banged on the keys. And I think the energy of sadness also needs an outlet through tears. So that anger and hurt, I want you to let it out so that you can let go of it as well. Because the more we resist it, the more it persists. And if you're afraid that sitting with that emotion is like when you're on thin ice over a frozen lake and you're worried that by staying there, you're going to fall through the ice and get sucked in and not be able to get out. I want to assure you that when it comes to this kind of hurt and anger, the intensity of that emotion will usually dissipate after about 90 seconds. Now, I'm not talking about trauma or dealing with really abusive situations, all right? This is where I would encourage you to make sure that as you're doing this work, you have someone working with you. But I think for a lot of a lot of the hurt and anger that we experience where we deal with it by eating, by drinking, by using humor, by staying busy, by finding the silver lining, those are the things that if we are willing to sit with it for a bit, that emotion will dissipate. And then the third thing is we want to start reframing. We want to start thinking about, again, moving towards what we want. 
And so, when you notice a thought that triggers these negative emotions, I want you to sit with them for a little bit. And when you've processed through it, then I want you to ask yourself if what you're actually saying. So this is when you've processed through the emotion, you're able to be far more objective about that thought. It no longer has the charge. That's what allows you to then look at it as observe it and ask, is it true? Is it necessary? Is it kind? And is it helpful? So this is from Bernard Meltzer. If it's not, can you find a way to look at a situation and think a thought that meets that criteria? Because again, when we talk about self-love, that desire to grow and to become better is a natural part of the human experience. It is very natural and healthy to be intrinsically motivated to grow and to thrive. So one of my favorite things in figuring out what actions you want to take is what's known as the Mount Everest or summit exercise. This is something James Wedmore talks about where you have now reached the summit of Mount Everest. You've gotten there. You look back and you see the path, the path that you took to get to the summit. It reveals itself from this place. So those visioning exercises people talk about doing where you've already achieved the goals you want and you've become the person you want to be. If you can put yourself in that place where you can feel it, you can taste it, you can hear it, you can imagine it. Now look back. What did you do? So, I want to wrap things up today with a line from the TV show, Bo. It was season four, and this was a line that was said to the main character's daughter right after she was born. And when you think about self-love, I want you to remember this. The world is different today. The world is better today. You are in it. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember, 
Making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.